Fair. I mean, you called it, so it's totally okay. Which means that this one is going to be kept in for the next one. The yep. no. one that we are wor- the one that we are recording right, right now. now. So everything that just happened is going to happen at the beginning of this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening to the ninety nine point nine nine percent nonsense podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm, and I'm Jay. What's up, y'all? Um, so as far as anything else goes, um. I got myself a birthday present because my birthday was a few weeks ago. By the time that this recording comes out, it'll probably be like, what, close to a month? Uh, I believe. Well, I mean, this one is going to be next next week. So, yeah. So, like a month. Close to a month. Close to a month Mm -hmm. old. Um, There was something that was announced just before my birthday. And I had been debating on whether or not to get it because I have also been debating on a couple other things to get for myself for my birthday was um, it a master debate? i'll tell you one of them it was it was such a master debate and it lasted a whole good 15 seconds yeah that that, that is that is a true <laughs> master class of master debating um what do you call it um the big thing is is that um the one thing that i wanted to get was a, a computer case because for the audience that doesn't know but caleb does know i got my computer as a pre-built and I shelled out for the main hardcore components, and everything else was pretty much supplementary, uh, including the case, um, just because by the time I got my PC, um, the 30-card series was literally just about to rise into the 2,000 figures, even for one of the lower-end cards. Yeah, no, right. And I got it mean. just in time. So Yeah, no, that was mean. Yeah. We're going to look back on, like, GPU prices. Like, I balked at the price of the 10 series cards because they were stupidly expensive. And then the 20 series cards came out, like the 2080 and the 2080 Ti. And I'm like, what are they doing? Why is it so expensive? Gamers can't afford this shit. And then the 30 series came out, and I, I all but just, like, just said, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm just, like, not buying a GPU ever. <laughs> Integrated graphics from yeah, now the on. 30... 30- the problem with the 30 series, unfortunately, had more to do with resources than it had to do with actual price. Well, yeah, no, but it was so yeah, no, I'm gonna let you continue there because you know just go much. ahead and well, yeah, and as of this year though, um, on top of the ridiculous limited quote unquote limited resources to make said products, um, the U.S got pretty much fucked in the ass because tariffs have gone away so now regular pricing for these cards are now minimum around the same price of the cards that are being sold now and on top of which at this current point in time in april all of the cards are now going down in prices and but the quantity is starting to fulfill more so so like cards are no longer being run out but the prices are still at the same point which is very irksome and by the time that the 30 series cards go down they were probably going to be at the 50 series when that happens yeah and that's you know what i mean that's if supply ever gets back to the the height of supply which was back 2080 series or or the 20 series yeah like that was the height of supply for microchips processors ram all of those things uh, all of those things were 
being just shelled out from Taiwan and China at like insane rates that like we will yep. never probably see again due to international trade agreements being what they are and the fact that we stopped all production of almost everything for two years. Yeah, and also it doesn't help that most of these companies that actually make said chips are also making said chips for frivolous other things that are to an extent more important, such as the electronics of your vehicle. So, um, I, I mean, if you've got a driving simulator, who needs a car? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't shoot me, people. I, I love my car. But she doesn't actually use a lot of microchips because, you know, 1990s. Um Right. But that's the thing is like, that's the, I miss those. I miss those times where, uh, you know, people could actually rebuild their old cars no, instead it's coming of back, having to go no, to a technician. No, it's coming back. It's no, it's forcibly, it's forcibly going to have to happen because well, just for the yeah, fact. No, like you physically, uh, like you can't not be able to repair your own stuff. Like m- mind you, things are far more complex than complex than they used to be. But if a guy in Stuttgart, Germany can like, you know, build whatever it is he can write a freaking tutorial of how to fix it like it takes nothing to write it down on a piece of paper or post it up on a web page and like the internet is basically infinite summation of human knowledge at our fingertips learn to fix your own stuff guys i mean it like you'll save so much more money or you'll end up with a dead product that you'll have to pay somebody to fix anyway so it's really not a lose like trying like you can learn to actually fix your own stuff and potentially gain yeah. the skill that will help you in the future because mm-hmm. things transfer over. You know that being grounded so that you can build your PC makes sense. That makes sense for literally any other time you're working with high voltage. You, you should be, yep. Like you should be either insulated from the ground if you're going to be working with live stuff, or just first and foremost, don't work with live stuff. Like just don't do it. Like remove power whenever you can, whenever you can. Yep. Yep. Just don't do it. We don't want you to become like Ash at the first episode of Pokemon where he gets electrocuted by Pikachu, but instead of getting up and being like, okay, uh, you don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't uh, want that. Just remember, there are professionals for a reason. Now, certain things that are low voltage, such as your phones, your, uh, anything that's running on less than, I want to say, 12 volts at like a milliamp, of power so most things that you can touch and pick up and lift with you other than like power tools and stuff like that those things can actually get really really dangerous because they have to like 20 volt batteries and stuff like that but most yeah. low voltage electronics are relatively safe to handle so if it's not working try to figure out why like do yourself a favor and actually learn about why things break why certain things stop yeah. working and that's the curiosity that I wish a lot more people had because um, random tangent, side tangent, but not an actual tangent. I'll, I, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be a tangent, but um, it'll be a tangent in a little bit because it pertains to the first tangent at the beginning of this podcast. Yes, indeed. I don't know if anyone's following me, but it, it includes the whole aspect of right to repair. And that's something that a lot of people in the tech, like, your tech YouTubers or like even any sort of YouTuber that likes to fix well, stuff. Well, yeah, cars, or... uh, like equipment, like uh, the biggest the biggest proponents of right to repair right now are trying to fight John Deere tractor for the right to fix their tractors 
because for a very long time, John Deere's had electronics in their tractors that will nuke the ability to use the tractor after a certain amount of time because John Deere deems them quote-unquote unsafe, despite the fact that they're perfectly fine and operational. Right, exactly. And... You, you know, I don't know if I don't think we've brought this up. Maybe we have. Uh, right to when repair. When it comes to like for a car, I know we yeah. have right to repair for cars, but um, but like things such as like your cell phone. That's the reason why Apple gets a lot of hate for it because most of their things are literally made so you can't repair it. Speaking of which, there is a new monitor that literally just came out this. No, last month, the month of it's either February or March, mm-hmm. and it's you know a 2022 series studio monitor that has a plug-in that goes to the back that that goes to like a port of your wall that's built in. It is it is not detachable. So in order for you, like let's just say, a vacuum eats the cord, or your cat or your child decides to snip it. That monitor is dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they... Yeah. Which makes no sense to me, because power delivery is the easiest thing to resolve on most devices nowadays, because your monitor is not going to take a lot of power. Like, some gaming monitors do, don't get me wrong. Anything with, like, a thousand plus nits of brightness and whatnot, and, like, OLED technology, that stuff tends to take a lot of power when they're showing bright colors or even white screens for an extended period of time. But that's not the mm-hmm. same thing as the old tube monitors of like yesteryear, right? The early 90s and whatnot. Right. CCTVs, yeah. The, yeah. Or. Uh, is that uh, right? The, uh, uh, no, it's not CC. That's close, uh, closed circuit. You're, you're talking about um, tube televisions. Uh. Yeah, but um, there was another word that related to them. Yeah, CRT is the the acronym. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Uh, It's... I think it's like condescent radiological tube or something like that. I I can't remember. But basically, the way it worked is it's a beam of red, green, and blue light that tracked across the screen using a magnetic field at like tens of dozens of times um like per like middle millisecond like it it was so fast that the average person actually couldn't see the uh the changing of of it like between um pixel to pixel refresh because Mm -hmm. screens didn't Mm -hmm. do full pixel refreshes until very very recently where an entire frame will be uh rendered at the same time back in the day it was just a single beam of red green and blue moving across your screen at ungodly speeds yeah Yeah, and that's why if you ever like took a video recorder at the time that was at like 24 23.9 24 and a half frames per second and you pointed it at a tube tv you could actually see the frames moving along slower than the tv was showing to you because it was capturing the intermittent things. Or you'd see that weird black line down the middle of it. Which I always thought was yeah. funny. Because whenever you'd watch the news. And they had like a TV in the background of the monitor. They would always pick up that weird line. And completely defeat the purpose of having a camera pointed at a TV at a camera. Yeah. 
I don't know. It, it, it made I me mean, laugh as a kid. I mean, if if I mean if you didn't if you weren't familiar with that kind of technology, yeah, it'd be it'd be one of those instances where it's just like, you know, for people during that time, made sense. Mm-hmm. But for people during now, like people in modern times, it's like. You know, you don't think back on it and look the other way. It's just like, oh, that was how it was in the back back then. But during that time, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what happens. You know, it's like they can either make it or break it. Technically speaking, the, especially if you're filming. Technically speaking, there's almost a full generation of children that have been born that will never know what a CRT is. If it already hasn't happened, it should have already happened. Um, well, okay, so tube televisions because stopped being manufactured in large quantities they still exist like don't get me wrong there there is like some very niche manufacturers out there that are making high def well higher definition crt monitors and stuff for people who have like really like sensitive eyes or something like that I, i can't remember exactly the reason why they would want to use a crt but there's also like really 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 crazy small response times on those so like they're actually really good for gaming um, if you can find one big enough or like with high enough fidelity, um, but for the most part, they these were stopped like being manufactured in large numbers in the late two thousands because we already had plasma yeah. screens. We had like flat screens which were not tube televisions that used the phrase lens and had backlights that used cathode lights. Basically, the things that like halogen lights that were just really really bright yeah yeah no that makes sense Mm -hmm. right um as far as the technology has come from then to now like i have you seen some of the newer tech for oleds or it's technically now called q leds right or q o l e d yeah so between it, it depends on your manufacturer lg is currently leading the front with samsung and um I think there's, like, one other manufacturer, Hisense. I think it's Hisense. I can't remember. But basically, uh, at the forefront of technology is somewhere between Quantum Dot, which I think is a licensed patent of Samsung. I could be wrong. It might be Samsung or, LE, or, or LG. I believe you're correct. Yeah. I, no, I think I think it's... I think the, the Quantum Dot is Samsung. Yeah, but which is basically... Uh, they're right now they're at a state where they can use only blue LEDs and by using the correct layers they can change the spectrum of light from blue to green to red just by shortening or lengthening or lengthening the, the wavelength essentially or slowing down light I don't know how this works like it doesn't make sense to my brain because light travels at the speed of light, right? But right, I mean that's why it's called a speed yeah, of light. Yeah, yeah, light travels stupid fast. It's like a million a million million miles or something like that every second. <laughs> Which is <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> stupid fast, incomprehensible to the average person, even more incomprehensible to the average Caleb, okay? So ridiculously fast but somehow they're able to trick blue light into becoming red and green light by putting it through some sort of weird quantum sieve or something i don't i'm i'm obviously not giving this technology justice but because of that they can use 
fewer LEDs have sharper pit images, and we're getting up to like 16K monitors being a possibility, which is, I think that's four 8K monitors put together. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because 4K is four 1080p monitors put together. 8K is four 4K monitors put together. And 16K is four 8K monitors. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I'm doing that math right. But basically, we're talking about a type of fidelity that your human eye can physically not distinguish at certain sizes. Injury. Which, <laughs> which is super dope, guys. Like, I'm... No, it's actually it's actually really crazy. It's really crazy how that all really comes together, and how literally OLED and QOLED had barely a similarity, and QOLED is insane. Like the biggest thing about it in in basically layman's terms is that you know when you look through a normal screen or like or your leds or your lcds if you're old enough no a lot um, of a lot of screens are still liquid new, crystal displays they're still lcds yeah. and then and then oled that the blacks uh the blacks on your screen has a tint or a hinge of gray or white because of the light that it's you know coming through with qoled the the color of black is as dark as it yeah. should be. Well, it's because um, it's a currently. physical lack of light. It's not. It's not that. Uh, yeah. With most LCDs, uh, liquid crystal displays, or uh, t- depending on what type, there's uh, there's TN, which is an older panel technology. A lot of really cheap monitors use them. It's a thin film, which is basically the original uh, LCD screen. What it does is it will block like as much light as possible but it will still allow bleed through and that's how they create black with OLEDs and QLEDs um, as they are now what they do is they just turn off the backlight in that portion now higher quality displays will have more and more and more LEDs available to them uh, to turn off localized dimming now with OLEDs they can just turn the LED off entirely so black is literally no light coming through or being produced yeah. at all so that's where the dynamic range is that they talk about for hdi or hdr which is the last couple of years i want to say 2014 is when it really started coming around 20, 2013 2014 high dynamic range was being talked about um as it's come further and further all of the content you see on like movie screens and stuff like that when you're in the movies they those screens are specifically designed so that the lasers they use for the projectors because a lot of these projectors use lasers just the laser Mm -hmm. the photons just physically don't hit certain spots of the screen for the sake of not producing light there it's not that there's it's it's not that there's um they're projecting a black light because everyone knows black light like it's not black there's no black light that's not how that works (laughs) Right. <laughs> there's no such thing as black light um they're not projecting black light they're actually physically not projecting any light specifically in that zone so that it is as dark as possible boom baby yeah. but no exactly that's exactly it um 
but I'm I'm curious because I've been holding out on getting a new mon uh, new TV. Like out of my setup, um, let's see, my setup currently is three monitors, two more recent 1440s, and one 1080 from way way long ago. I think it's almost like eight years old now. An eight year old. Yeah, monitor. so it's like right um, on the cusp of 1080p, 1080i. Yeah, pretty much, and the TV I have is a i thought it was a 50 inch but it's only a 46 but that's how old it is because the borders make it look like a 50 mm -hmm. inch um 1080 1080 led it's the first it's first generation 1080 basically mm -hmm. and um well, first generation 1080p and, not 1080i yeah 1080p yes. first generation 1080p and uh and it's on its last legs. It's still kicking, and it still produces good quality video, but it most certainly could be better, mm -hmm. um, especially now with updated systems like consoles and whatnot, um, although the Nintendo Switch runs perfectly fine and looks crystal clear <laughs> just, because, <laughs> just, because of the, just because of the technology at the yeah. time. But um, I've been eyeing a new TV to upgrade to. And I wanted to get a 4K because it's like it's it's affordable. I don't need anything more, especially if I'm on my monitors a lot mm -hmm. more. But looking at the QLED, I'm like, ah, no. okay. Shit. So this okay. is this is where the real conundrum is right now. You can either get really really crazy good picture quality, or you can get really really high pixel density. You can't technically get both right now yep. without paying ungodly right, amounts right. of money. Exactly. That's why I'm like, do I want to save up mm -hmm. for the ungodly amounts currently yeah. and have that good good? Or am I content with basically like how like gaming is right now where 1080p is starting to work its way out the yeah. door? Well, right? 1440p is kind of where regular gamers are at as of right now because 4k is still out of reach of most people i think the last steam survey says uh they're still running on the most common card being a the equivalent of a 2070 like the equivalent horsepower yeah. of like a 2070 or a 1070 like graphics card right right yeah. between those two now mind you the 2070 yeah. is considerably more powerful than a 1070 but i still think the most common card as of right now, still being used by gamers on Steam, according to their last survey, was between the 1070 series or the 2070 series, all from NVIDIA, because AMD's, their Radeons have not been flying off the shelves the way they wanted them to. Yeah, and even now, even now, if you ever go to, uh, you go to, like, a computer shop mm -hmm. over here in LA, the biggest one is Micro mm -hmm. Center, um, there are way too many Radeon cards than there are NVIDIA's mm -hmm. um, GeForce. Um, and that's just due to tech and then also to the fact that, unfortunately, AMD, they step up a little too yeah, late. Yeah, well, it, it's not only that, but they, they did too many refreshes of the same architecture. Because they're, I think their 480 series, their 400 and 500 series were just their 300 series with minor tweaks and stuff. Like, they didn't actually improve their architecture, and they didn't actually uh, shrink uh, their 
their process, the, their um, uh, node process. So right now, if I remember correctly, both AMD and Intel, as well as NVIDIA, they're all kind of working on the 7 nanometer process or below. I think the latest version of Intel might be just below 7. I think it might be at like 4.5 or whatever. But we're talking about incredibly mm-hmm. small increments. And we're talking about like you sneeze on these things and they shatter indefinitely forever. And like they get Thanos snapped out of existence it during the process. As soon as they're done and stuff, like you can technically drop a CPU and it might survive. But during during the creation process... The difference between getting peak performance out of this thing and it physically not working could be the difference between, like, a single piece of dust existing, not even, like, anywhere near the manufacturing, but, like, in the room next to it. It's that bad. Like, the yields Mm -hmm. for the 7 nanometer Mm -hmm. process were, like, abysmal. Like, they had so many wasted chips because of how difficult it was. Mind you, we're talking about things that are like a billionth the width of a human hair, or, yeah. or something. I feel like it's even smaller than that. Like, we're, <laughs> it's insane yeah. though. But um, but that leads to the next question of I can't remember if I don't know if you saw this, and I can't remember if it was like some April Fool's joke thing. But Intel is getting in the GPU game instead of having it work through their processors, their CPUs. Uh, yeah, so integrated, like, Intel did have an in-house uh, GPU uh, processor program. Their latest uh, iGPUs were the Iris series. I think they're on, like, their Iris, like, 900 or whatever, which is integrated into their CPUs. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for those of you not particularly tech savvy gpu is graphics processing unit and cpu is computer compute processing unit um they are necessary so that you can see that which you are calculating on a monitor both of them are required you can't they're like the happy meal of like you need it all um yeah so the way you think about it is that the cpu is the burger your big mac or your cheeseburger and the gpu is technically your fries um i'm yeah yeah, yeah. Well, okay that? so because yeah. yeah you have to because your your cpu is more integral than your gpu well is. kind of but it, it it depends on whether or not your cpu is uh intel and has integrated graphics or it's an apu on the amd side and it has integrated graphics now the difference between the two is amd has severely better graphics than any Intel process as of right now. Their in-house program, which I think was called Zephyr, I can't remember entirely off the top of my head, but they were Intel was working and is probably still working on their own graphics uh, cards. Now, the problem with that yeah. is, is they're about 20 years too late. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's happening. Oh, oh yeah. No, as far as like, I know. I mean, I, I'm... In, eternally grateful for the existence of eight uh, of intel's like integrated graphics because it made it possible for people to game on laptops before before yeah. like discrete gpus in- became a thing gpus like yeah. other, like i don't i can't remember which was the first gaming laptop according to other things but the first ones that could run reasonable games all had integrated graphics with a GPU pass-through. 
which means that the actual GPU didn't turn on until the game was on. And it would, like, change and, like, change over. And it had to be plugged in. And, like, it would ramp up these huge fans. And, like, it was still nowhere near as powerful as the desktop version of that same graphics card. Nowadays, Mm -hmm. like, Razer, Alienware, Omen, which is HP's uh, uh, PC builder. Um, Alienware is Dell's. I'm trying to think of all the other ones. Aorus, which I think is uh, Asus's. I might be wrong, but anyway, all all of these um. Or ROG? You mean Republic? Are you talking about yeah, ROG? Yeah, yeah, no, Republic Asus is ROG. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Aorus is a specific manufacturer. Um, yeah. there is there's one that I'm there's one that we're missing, and I can't. Think yeah, no, <laughs> I can't. I, think I can't. Of it. Uh, MSI. There you go. Because we got Alien. like MSI is another yeah, okay. GPU manufacturer, and they're also a uh uh yeah they're they're also a game uh a system builder uh system integrator that's what they're called um like all of them are basically operating within a tenth of a percent of within each other's like margins because of how good the tech has gotten so it you're spoiled for choice if you have money but you've always been spoiled for choice if you've had money if you have money, yeah, it's just like, what do you prefer? Like, cause then there's also like, like, even though most of my peripherals and some apparel is by Razer, by no means do I actually, I, I do support them, but I don't support the overpriceness that they have. And that is one thing I will say that I am very proud to do. And I've said it to you, Caleb, mm-hmm. before is that. I don't pay no razor tax when it comes to razor paraphernalia. Okay, see, the problem with that is you essentially have to pay some amount of razor tax because even if you get it at a steep discount, you're still paying more than other manufacturers for the exact same components. Now, mind you, they might be better incorporated. They might be better designed and they might be better overall, but you're still paying for cheap plastic a very expensive optical sensor and some metal to weigh down the mouse because otherwise it'd be a really, really light mouse. I mean, some of these mice are really nice and they're really yeah, light. They've gotten no, a lot Oh, yeah, better. no, like, I think the average gaming mouse is somewhere around 80 grams or something like that. Like, relative, like, stupidly Roughly. light. Like, wireless mouses are getting to, like, the 120, 140 gram range. Now, mind you, I'm using units that I don't actually know how to quantify outside of the existence of mice, like, for things. Like, how many grams is in a pound? I don't know. I can't make that conversion in my head. But what I do know is that mice are pretty light right now, and it's pretty cool. Because I remember when you used to have a trackball, and uh, those things were heavy. They're they're at least twice as much as... At no. least twice as much as they weigh for one of some of the lightest mice well, out there. Oh yeah, like, like uh, the razor, the original razor. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, boomerang, boomerang. Boom, yeah, was is it, it boomerang? Boom, it's either boom, boomerang, boomerang or boom slang. Like I feel like it's boom oh, slang. I think boom slang. I feel like it's yeah, boom so slang. The, it sounds. It sounds yeah, about so right. The, the, <laughs> essentially, the first gaming mouse. Uh, was a trackball design. <laughs> and the problem with trackballs is there were two wheels that were inside 
that you had to keep clean from hair, from dust, from dirt, debris, or it would just stop working forever. Yep, and that's the problem with trackballs, too, is that you need friction, so you need weight yeah. for it so to be it used. Physically, it need to yeah, be weighed it down. physically needed to be heavy enough so that it could grip your mouse pad, because it wouldn't work on any old table. No, it had to be a mouse pad, which had the, just the right amount of friction to grab the ball and move it, but not so much that it would remove skin from your hand. Ask me how I know. Um... <laughs> Because it happens. Someone was bored as a child. Someone was bored as a child. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, it, mouse pads we have today are so freaking nice people. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever been in, like, the custom mouse pad universe or whatever. I got this one as a freebie from Zalman um, when I went to Linus Expo in 2019, which was super cool, by the way. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> Zalman was just handing out free stuff that was so freaking cool of them. They're also a case manufacturer, and I think they're also a systems integrator. Uh, I, I I can't tell you the answer yeah, about that. Yeah, no. Uh, they also... Um, they, I know I know for sure they're case Yeah, they, they used to make... Um, I think they still do. They, they made uh, CPU coolers for a while, and Zalman was just like... Hmm. They they stepped up their game big time because they they uh, started seeing where PC gaming was going and whatnot. So they, they came out in force for the Linus Tech Tips expo in canada but um yeah it's it's been insane what we've been able to do just when just within my lifetime our lifetime but you and me like just within our lifetime we went from like i was born 94 right so like the nintendo 64 was just around the corner Oh, that's right. You didn't have the two-year... Well, yeah, you were a little bit younger than I was in order to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, no, I... Um, I yeah, I, I was around for the Game Boy Color to actually process the Game Boy Color. Yeah, no, so, I, I grew up and I had old console. tech. It was old tech by the time I was able to play and understand it. Like, I think I played Pokemon Yellow version. That was the first Pokemon I played. The Pikachu Special Edition Yellow version. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't able to play that till I was six, so, like, I didn't actually start playing Pokemon Yellow until I, until, like, 2001 or 2002 or something like that. Excuse me, but yes. Yeah, by then, I yeah, got to, no, that's, uh-huh. by then, Silver, Gold, and Crystal were already out, and I think Emerald, Ruby, and Sapphire were just about to drop. Yeah, so I grew up with the original Pokemon coming mm-hmm. out. Um, back then, over at like shops like Best Buy and GameStop, was it GameStop? GameStop? Yeah, GameStop was still GameStop, but I didn't have a GameStop. I had a video game store called Planet X. That's cool. Um, which then, which then got bought out by GameStop, and then they became GameStops. Um, you might have grown up with an EB Games. Um, we had Blockbuster. Which is also another game We had store. Blockbuster. That is all we had in Hawaii was Blockbuster. Was that, was that, was that your only way of getting games? Uh, yeah, or to buy them directly. Like, directly from... To um, buy them directly from, like, video game shops? No, there, there were no like, video game shops. shops. I think Walmart would carry them sometimes. Oh, okay. Okay, so, like, Walmart or, like, any electronic shop? Um, Like, Best Buy, Century City. Circuit City, not Century City. Circuit City. I don't think we had a Best Buy for the longest time in Hawaii. Like, I I don't remember. Okay. Okay. 
We had Kmart and then Walmart. Oh, video games showed up in Kmart yeah, as no, well. Like, Kmart and Walmart. You know what? It, they, it might have been in Target. Toys R Us. There you go. Video games might have been at Toys, Toys R Us. Toys R Us definitely. That's, okay. I, yeah. If I remember correctly, that is that is where... No, no, no. My brother stole the first Game Boy we had. So, like, that that was a thing. I'm pretty sure because we definitely didn't buy it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, because what do you call it? Because I, I, I always forget sometimes the luxury of what it is to be a mainlander compared to... Oh, being, yeah, no, being um, an islander, being we Hawaii. are so cut off of all the things. Well, when it came to technology, when it first started coming out, I completely understand. Nobody wants to pay to ship like hundreds of thousands of pounds of just plastic cartridges over to like Hawaii. Little did they find out that those little plastic cartridges would be an influx of revenue. Oh, oh yeah, no, whatever. Huge, huge, like, I think, I I wonder if you did, like, an economic impact of, like, every game manufacturer or, like, every company who had, like, the largest economic impact on the industry from year to year to year. I mean, it would, it would have to be Nintendo for a while. For a lot of stuff. Um, but like before that, we yep. had Sega. Like we had uh, ColecoVision. We had. Um, I'm trying to think of all like the other like gaming systems that came out in America before uh, Japan just made everything better. I mean, well, even then, Sega. I mean, Sega by and by mm-hmm. would probably be the number one, but. It would still be hands-down Nintendo, and it was Nintendo up until they turned away Xbox, till they turned away Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, because even, like, the Nintendo, was it the GameCube that out, was, no, it was the N64 and the Dream, when, when did the Dream, it was N64, PS1, and Dreamcast. Yeah, those right? were the, that was that generation? Yeah, those were the leaderboards um, of that generation. Xbox came out after the PS after yeah. with the PS because it was the PS2, Xbox 3, Xbox original mm-hmm. and the GameCube. And here's the thing, and here's the story that I love to hear over and over and over mm-hmm. again is that Microsoft and Sony offered to do a pairing with Nintendo and Nintendo said gave them a big fuck you and they both created their own consoles. And look where look what happened to look what happened to that big fuck you, like uh, granted I, I don't know I will if, still I don't say know the a single o- person who doesn't also own a Switch on top of whatever console they have. But that's the thing is the Switch was secondary. The Switch has always been secondary, even though it is the number one console. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that the only thing that's solely keeping Nintendo afloat are their IPs. Oh yeah, no, but. You're never going to get a port over to PlayStation or over to Xbox of the Pokemon series. You can emulate it because, let's face it, like without 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 an emulator. I mean, because both Sony and Microsoft consoles are essentially supercomputers, just outdated. Oh, I mean, yeah, no. Gen. So if you were to take the Xbox Series X and you take uh, the PS5 and you try to fit them into the timeline of actual like cpu gpu horsepower they're on par with i think the 10 series uh, currently 10 series yeah, i believe yeah right right about on par with 10 series but consoles have always been about like 
five to eight years behind whatever is the bleeding cutting edge of GPU technology just by the sheer fact that it becomes infinitely easier every single year to make the previous year's processor. Yeah, because once it's outdated, manufacturers, they're, is, that's exactly yeah. it. It's the same thing with phones. You know, that's the reason why that's the reason why Apple does their thing so well is because other phone manufacturers put up the current technology and that it is later implemented slash perfected by Apple. Oh, yeah, until they started doing their M-series processors, which are in-house and are their own. Like the M1 processor they have in the um, their new flagship uh, Mac Pro or whatever is actually like really good, according to a lot of people. I, I haven't done the deep dive. Unfortunately, the, unfortunately, the processor's good, but unfortunately, everything else surrounding it is Apple, so therefore, they make you lock oh, yeah. it up. No, no. Essentially, they 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 force feed you to ha- be standard. I mean, it, it, it. Just look at their screens. Just look at the screens on any Apple device. You're going to see that they're all aligned to the upper left hand side. You're going to see that you have to scroll through several pages to find any app, or you can slide down from the top and search for the app. I understand that's a feature now. That didn't used to be a feature. Enough people complained, and Apple sued enough jailbreakers in order to realize that, yes, this is actually what people want. So, um, that was a thing. And what, why is jailbreaking illegal? That doesn't make sense to me right to repair yeah yeah no it's software it's you're, right you're physically repair. not doing anything bad you're not you're not even like accessing the device directly you're access you're accessing it through a secondary layer that wasn't put there by apple you own the device already why can't i sideload windows me i'm just saying stop repeating stop repeating the truth yeah Caleb. no like all of us app all of us apple users don't want to hear what we've heard for decades at this no, no, point like it, you're right you were wrong well shut yes, up no <laughs> no like no don't, i know no don't but get no me wrong, it's, it's, though. like it's true, it, though. it was an easy quick and easy way to get into tech as a kid right your parents would get you an ipod or something and then like if it broke well hey it's already broken i might as well find out how it works Yep, no, I was the exact same way. Like, I still have all of my... Actually, scratch that. I still have all of my previous, like, iPods, iPod Nanos, iPod Touch, whatever. All of the weird-ass generations from when it went from glass, which was baffling at mm-hmm. the time, like a full glass screen, which still, I guess, you could still technically continue mm-hmm. on, to, to flushed aluminum... Mm-hmm. And then form factor change went from a small rectangle to half that size when you introduced the nano. Uh And then introduced the reiteration of the nano, Mm -hmm. which then became a small square. And then you introduced the touch, which is a lame version of the original Mm -hmm. iPhone. Um, Yeah. And then a couple generations of that. Yeah, no. I'm just trying to think of all the history of that. Yeah, no, I had... Handheld. I had two fourth gen iPod touches, a 32 gig and an 8 gig, and I put duct tape on the back of them so that I could use them as a folding phone. I yeah, like no. it. I like it. I still have my 
Oh, actually, I think I might have it on me. I think I still have my original. No, it's not original iPod. Um, because I had I had an original iPod, but unfortunately, um, that got uh, super dead. That got um, no, 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 no. It wasn't even that. It was borrowed by an ex, and that ex said, "quote unquote," she lost it, which uh, hard to believe. Yeah, right, but, right, right, right. Lost it. Right, right. So I think I have fifth generation iPod. I think I have the iPod just before the iPod Touch came out. Let me see, because it has also a skin for Decepticons from Transformers. So let me see if I can find it. But yeah, other than that, like, granted, what Steve Jobs and everyone over at Apple did, I mean, they kind of revolutionized phone No, what they revolutionized was marketing. I was going to say marketing but i mean sure caleb you could you can go ahead and yeah no, sh- you know, straight up anymore. straight up <laughs> what they did was they made a product that no one knew about and then they made everybody want it without knowing what it is um high key hashtag zoom baby hashtag zoom um but um yeah, I literally looked through one drawer and it wasn't there, and I was like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, not, no, I'm I'm not gonna, gonna keep wasting that much it. time on on something. You'll find it eventually. Uh, yeah, you eventually. But, 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 overall, but, 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 big, big um, drop the base, drop, 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 drop the base, base, base. Um, the big but was going back to literally the first tangent mm-hmm. before we got into this whole podcast about technology because we literally have a whole podcast full of technology. Yeah, the stuff. gift for yourself. Um, the gift for myself. So initially I wanted to get a computer case, mm-hmm. um, which was um, the Lianli mm-hmm. 11 Dynamic. But this new version of it, which is the Evo, because it's slightly bigger on all three sides, so uh, height, width, and depth. They're actually a couple centimeters bigger, so I guess like an inch Mm -hmm. or two. Um, But the reason why I like it is because it's fully customizable as far as it comes to um, being left-sided or right-sided, because most most computer cases currently are generally tend to be right-sided cases if you decide to display Mm -hmm. it. Um, For me and my current setup right now, the most ideal place is under my desk, which is not cool to enjoy, but I mean, I do like the pleasure of having a lot of desk space. Um, Or on the left side, which would be on top of my drawer set that would be kind of cool to see. And also, I want and also the thing that is also featured for that case is that they have a, a hanging GPU um, bracket with mm-hmm. riser. So I would love to have my G, my my 30 series GPU. Just front and center. Just dangling. Yeah. Just dangling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, also, for around the same price, because I'm not saying the price, because the price will probably change by the time you look at it. Let's just say it's over 150. Um, Fair. The other option would be um, there's this clothing company, this apparel company who makes replica Steven Universe jackets for Steven Universe Future. And I've missed out on getting one every year that they've announced them because every year they create a new look on the inside. The outside's still the same pink, like 
jersey bomber jacket kind of looking mm-hmm. style uh, or letterman style i should say letterman um but the inside is different linings whether it's like cookie cat or like steven star this year it's ruby and sapphire and garnet um their gems are on the inside and they're reversible and that was going to be released on april 1st or the third thing which i'm just going to bring out because i didn't get either of those (laughs) the third thing the third thing i got is this baby is that the delorean as a lego set that's freaking amazing oh yeah delorean will only ever refer to the back to the future dmc 12 that this this is the the delorean if anyone refers to any other DeLorean at any time whatsoever, it is a DeLorean, not the DeLorean. The DeLorean. Yes. Speaking of the DeLorean, they are actually bringing it back as a fully electric car. I think not this year, but maybe next year or the year after. Uh, by the way, I don't think you knew that. Which is surprising for you being a car guy, but yes, the DeLorean has been bought out by a full electric... I can't remember which company bought the rights to having the model dmc12 um but it is coming as full electric by the way i don't know whether to be like excited or like my soul feeling like it's being trampled upon i'm actually excited because it's a fully electric car Uh, okay so here's the thing like a company did buy a warehouse so that you could actually buy brand new well brand new to you like stored parts because all the panels on on the delorean were stainless steel which means that they actually kept and they were kept in a relatively safe and dry place and you could basically rebuild a delorean with all the spare parts they had because you know delorean like he went to jail for stuff and like his company died but it didn't mean that they didn't still manufacture a whole bunch of these things mind you the one thing i'm excited about that means that it's actually going to have power now because the original delorean had no power no just like in back to the future 2 don't you know anything mcfly hoverboards don't work on water they don't have the power yeah unless you got Mm -hmm, power mm -hmm. correct um and uh yeah so delorean's that announcement i think was mid last year like just before summer or just after summer last year um but yeah it was i i was surprised that that didn't get brought up completely over my head apparently because i don't know just thinking about it it's already a really heavy car for what it was supposed to be Uh, like john delort and it had and and it had what vertical doors it had going doors what are those what yeah, it had, yeah, exactly. Which is insane for it to be stainless steel as yeah, well. The door itself, uh, stainless steel is only the outer body panel. The rest of it was bonded uh, plastic, I believe. It's either bonded fiberglass. That's what it was. So It was to compensate for yeah, the weight. compensate for the weight of the steel. Because DeLorean didn't want colored vehicles. He wanted everything to look like a freaking spaceship. And he did a really good job. Which I'm not I'm against. I'm not against. I was like, which no one was no, against. No one was no. against. It was everyone was against the shit that he yeah. did to lose, to the, lose company. the company. Because I'm sure as hell that I'm sure as hell that if he kept his bearings right his and kind of decided to his nose, <laughs> yeah, kept his nose clean and decided, you know what, stainless steel is kind of like as as awesome as it can be and as kind of 
you know, tanky as it can be, you know, maybe we could go for a brushed aluminum. I think things would have gotten better. I, I think so too, but like, okay, aluminum is way too soft. You yeah, know what no, I mean. But alum- like, I hope you yeah, know what I mean. I mean, there are harder aluminums that you can use. Like, don't get me wrong, most most alloys can be pretty strong and resistant to scratching, but like you you see the scratches he, he's looking at his delorean he's smiling so brightly and it, it just makes me so happy to watch him smile that way I, I i i just got it today and i opened it just before you got here before before i uh we started recording because uh-huh. like i was torn like the, the computer case i was like all right i could get that whenever and chances are they'll probably make an excel version of the case so i could have more room to put shit in and mm-hmm. like the steven universe uh jacket as much as i love wearing pink i mean i still got it but i have payments on like bi-weekly so i'm just like oh it's not going to kill me by getting it but this baby instant gratification as soon as it yeah, came now in. now you and i love like, lego like if it doesn't have a little piece that looks like the flux capacitor i feel like you've been robbed that's literally what I started smirking and smiling and gleeing at. It's its own power brick. It's its own light brick. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so, fun fact about this build is that it is one of the premium builds that LEGO has been announcing. I think like I think every quarter they've been releasing like a, a, a creator's build of a vehicle. The last one before this, I think, was the VW like bus. And then the one before that was the ectoplasma from Ghostbusters. Unfortunately, I didn't grab that. I kind of want to, mm-hmm. but I'm not too keen on it. It's not, um, in my opinion, it's not as iconic. Like, yeah. I mean, well, it's not iconic to mm-hmm. us because, I mean, even this is for us for sci fi. Unfortunately, the ectoplasma uh, from Ghostbusters. It's more heavily dedicated to those who are 80s kids, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Like, even this car is, because this was 1985. Mm-hmm. This was a 1985 thing. I mean, Ghostbusters was, was 83 and then 86, if I'm not mistaken. But still, I mean, this is a spaceship. Yeah, no. A future it, spaceship. It, it, I mean, it's just... It is one of the cult classic cars that will probably never die because of how many people love this movie. Or, well, set three-part oh, sure. movie. I include all three parts in the Back to the Future movie because it is one movie that is in three parts. Yeah, I agree. Um, even though most people don't recognize the third part. I mean, it has its quirks. Hey, I, mean, I actually I really like the third thing, part. But... Like, the second part is definitely the one I like the most for some reason. Because future. Oh, you and yeah, me like, both. Like, you and me both. We both like the second yeah, one the no, most. Like, I love the original. I, I love part one because who doesn't love, you know, him going back and like, his, like I just think, I don't know why I found that scene so hilarious, but like the act. The dynamic with his yeah, mom. No, him, him and his mom, the interactions between him and his mom, like just get me every Mm-mm. time. I think it's hilarious, but like. Oh, I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't. I, I know, but like, <laughs> because it's like it's so far devoid from my relationship with my mom. I just think it's hilarious, but like, understandable. Yeah, like that that is why it's the juxtaposition of the two. Anyway, um, I am definitely not Freudian. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, uh, yeah. <laughs> but 
the the main thing is I've always loved thinking about the future. Like even even when I didn't even understand what time really was, I always thought tomorrow mm-hmm. was going to be better. Like tomorrow's going to be amazing. I mean I mean that's the mentality that a lot of people should have regardless, but even if it isn't like spaceships and lightsabers and like time time machines and mm-hmm. whatnot. But just having that mentality of like tomorrow's a new day and there's something more yeah. to see, you know, that that's positivity that isn't toxic and it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset that if you continue to have yeah. that and I'm not just talking just mm-hmm. for you, you know, if that's a mindset that you have, it does a lot more good than it does. Yeah. Bad. I mean, you do need to take steps to make it possible for tomorrow to be better. Like sometimes you do need to do things today. Like buying a Back to the Future Lego set, so that by the time you build it tomorrow, when it is built, it will be glorious. Oh, you already know I'm going to be building. Yeah, this yeah, site. no, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I, I had to make that reference directly, but. Um. So, um. As far as features on this Lego set, um, it's just the one vehicle, but it comes with accessories and parts to make it the DeLorean for all three films. So hindsight. If I was that guy, I would buy three of these. And just build them out. Yeah, and just build them out. Yeah. If you were that guy who had that kind of money, you would also have every version of the Death Star. You know what? You're absolutely right. I was having this conversation with one of my high school buddies who, oddly enough, we haven't really talked um, for a long time. The last time we talked, unfortunately, was because one of our our friends and classmates ended up passing away unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. But... Um, shout out to him and you know rest in peace my guy um we he was dumbfounded to see that i posted this and that i was about to buy it and we end up coming to a conversation for the fact that lego is basically the monopoly of this type of toy i mean sure you have mega blocks and some of these other ones but for the most part lego reigns supreme and we were discussing on how stupid the prices for these sets are, and it's solely for the fact that's because they can't. Oh yeah, no, you know? you're not. No one um, else is going to get. No one else is brand recognition wise. Like I remember Connects, which is great. They still exist, by the way. Connects uh, is the uh, plastic set that allowed you to build like moving sculptures and those types of things, like. I mean, Lego can do that now too. But for a while, it was Erector sets, Connects and lego and they all kind of like jockeyed to be the uh like the number one toy for kids but then parents said that it was too dangerous for kids to be playing with metal and screws and stuff and they would rather step on a lego than you know a a washer or a nut or a bolt or some very sharp piece of metal that the kid forgot to you know sand down after he took it out of the box right exactly and um Speaking of the Death Star, if I'm not mistaken, the last Death Star was close to a thousand dollars, if not. Oh, more, it's it's even mistaken. more now. Like uh, the the one. Well, yeah, because it's it's the reason being is like, unfortunately, the hardest part about Legos is that they are also seasonal. Unfortunately, like well, uh... they decide when things are going to be released, and they will quickly. So Stop. the the real the issue I have with Lego is they will only produce certain pieces from a set 
for that season. Every other piece in their set already exists. Like, ev- ev- oh, like true, true. every combination permutation of a block you can possibly think of is already a Lego. Mm-hmm. Except for yeah, those very specific pieces that complete whatever project you're doing. Yep. I mean, for for the most part, you can most like if you go to a Lego store, like not Lego store. If you go to, well, I mean, you can go to a Lego store, but like if you go to the Lego shop online, you could buy all these pieces individually for as many as you want. Granted, it's going to cost you more because you're specifically asking for a certain amount. Yeah, of pieces. if I want like a but, billion two by four bricks so that I can build my own house with Legos, I could in theory. It would take a very long time to get to me. And I would never finish building this house in my lifetime, but you know it's possible. Yeah, it's most certainly possible. Um, but yeah, Caleb's correct. Um, as far as like certain pieces, like I still have the and some pieces that are legacy pieces. Like I have the original Slave Two. I was about to say One. Slave One is uh, Django's Django's mm-hmm. ride. Slave Two. I have the original Slave 2 Lego set that was released when Star Wars slash LucasArts slash Lucas Pictures, just basically George Lucas said yes to teaming up with Lego to create Lego sets that are Star mm-hmm. Wars. I still have the original set. I checked the price on the original set, even though they have made multiple versions afterwards mm-hmm. of it. It's a goddamn pretty penny. It's a fucking grab. Oh, yeah. Even for the fucking pamphlet. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's crazy. Because the thing is, is that I will say this, Legos is for everyone and everyone loves the Legos. Even if you say you don't, you know that if there is a child playing with Legos, you're going to play with it too. And if you don't, you are a monster and deserve to, you know... Step on one. Just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect example. I'm like, I have never not met a person who doesn't like Legos. That was like you know? three no- three negatives in the same sentence. You've never not met a person who doesn't like Legos. I'm trying to follow that, but I'm pretty sure what you're trying to say is everyone loves Legos. Exactly. Yes. That's what yeah. I said. <laughs> never not um, met a person who doesn't <laughs> like Legos. So it's like you've never you've never met a person who doesn't like Legos. You've never not met a person who does not like Legos. I'm really confused. <laughs> it's like the but my statement is still correct. My statement is still uh, correct. It, it, but that's it's, three negatives. I just accentuated no, no, like, it a bit. But the three negatives, I'm pretty sure if I were to extrapolate the way the negatives would pertain themselves, what you're really saying is you've never met a person who does like Legos. Because you've never not met. No, because the three negatives. The three negatives. Okay, so you've, negative, you've never so met I've them. You've never met a person who doesn't. Okay, so you, but there are three. So you've never met. So that's one negative. You have not met. A person who doesn't like Legos. You've never not met a person who doesn't like Legos. The not makes it mean that you have only met people who do not like Legos. But the never not only pertains to the people, not the doesn't like Legos. I don't know. Chat. Chat. Let's figure this out because English sucks. Because if it's never... Because if it's never not doesn't like Legos, that's the triple negative. I use the double negative space single negative okay so if it were a single run on because the double negative if it was a single run on on to that one noun pertaining to that one noun which is legos Uh or person even if it's person um then i think it would have to come down to where you placed your commas 
Because well, you said you've never not met true, a person but, who doesn't like Legos. But the never not pertains to me, and then the doesn't like pertains to the person. So it's two separate subjects. And it's... Two separate entities. 100% nonsense, in my opinion. <laughs> this has been our podcast. I am Jay. I am Caleb. Have a good one, guys. Good night.